The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Okay, TV and streaming. Joe Shea is joined today by Grace McKeever from entertainment.ie. But to start, let's just remember, I suppose, a great of 21st century television who died over the weekend. Uh, my producer, Gerber, spent nearly an hour today trying to find a clip in which he wasn't swearing profusely uh, and failed. So we give you the usual language warning. This was possibly the mildest bit of Tony Sirico in a scene from The Sopranos as Paulie Walnuts. And this also features James Gandolf Feeney, of course, is also no longer with us as Tony Soprano and Michael Imperoli as Christopher Multisanti. Let's hear it. Hello? Hard to make connection, so I'm going to talk fast. The guy you're looking for is some kind of ex-commando or some shit. He killed 16 Chechen rebels single-handed. T? T, that you? Ah, damn it. I didn't hear what you said, Tom. So I'm going to talk fast. The guy you're looking for is an ex-commando. He killed 16 Chechen rebels single-handed. He was with the Interior Ministry. Guy's some kind of Russian Green Beret. This guy cannot come back to tell this story. You understand? I hear you. There is, Paulie. Tom? Tom, you there? Call me back! You're not going to believe this. He killed 16 Czechoslovakians. Guy was an interior decorator. His house looked like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Shea, uh, always a great time to go back and listen to The Sopranos yet again. Paulie Walnuts was one of the great characters, wasn't he? He was, and that, that's one of the all-time great clips from, you know, people say The Sopranos was the best TV drama of all time, and that episode, Pine Barrens, were... Uh, Paulie and Christopher go for a walk in the woods uh, with an interior designer from Czechoslovakia. <laughs> that, that, that is probably often held up as the best, you know, the, the single best episode of the single best TV show of all time. So he, he, was, he was a brilliant, brilliant actor in The Sopranos and he was made for that role and partly because he, that's what he grew up in. He grew up in New York. He was associated with the Colombo crime family. He went to prison three or four times. He was a gangster. He was a stick-up artist. He talked about it in later life who became an actor and that's probably, well, it's obviously why he had the authenticity that he did. He was just, he knew that world. He grew up in that world. He lived in that world so he perfectly represented it and he was brilliant in The Sopranos and one of the things about when you're watching The Sopranos and watching it back and I often do any scene he's in he, he, he takes the attention you know and he does something he, he, he's always slicking back his hair that amazing hair cell that he has he's always doing something he was brilliant he was a natural at taking it at, at he was, holding attention we're laughing at what we heard there but he was also exceptionally menacing wasn't he oh yeah uh, that's, and that was the other thing he had that, that you know that thing that guys can do that kind of that, that mask that that you know that that contracts when the face contracts and the eyes go dead. You know that, that of a true psychopath, and he was a true psychopath. And it, that that was the, the the amazing thing about the character because he was you know he'd make you laugh one minute and he'd scare the hell out of you the next. That was the brilliance of the character. Okay, that's the Sopranos and Grace McKeever. I so it's not on a par with it, but an Irish effort which got an awful lot of attention after its first series was Kin. I believe word has come out that we are getting a second series. Yeah, I believe so. 
What did you make of Kin first series? Is it worth proceeding with? That wasn't one that you went with, no? <laughs> oh, no, okay. that's not me. Joe, what about you? Did you go with Kin, did you? Yeah, I, I did go with Kin and I, and I go with a second series. I'm glad to get it to hear us get a second series. They're going to miss Kieran Hines um, and I'll try not to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen the first the first series of it because it's a great actor and a great character. But it's, you know, it, it did what RT wanted it to do. It found an audience in Ireland and it also did some international, some pretty good international sales. Went on AMC networks in the US and Canada Australia, New Zealand, Latin America, Portugal, Scandinavia, Netherlands. So that's what they, you want when you're, sp- when you're spending millions of euros on single hour episodes of dramas. You want them to sell. So it's got a very good cast. You know, it's Aidan Gillen's great and it's, it's, it's a strong ensemble piece and it looks good. So, you know, Kin's coming back and it'll probably find its audience again. OK, Grace, Jennifer Gannon was obsessed with uh, a thing called Love Island. I believe this is one of your favourites as well. So what happened to poor pale Jack Keating that he lasted so short a period of time. I honestly don't know. I don't know where he was. And that often happens um, with the editing and the way that, that, you know, the producers want to carry on one story and that leaves some contestants kind of in the dust. And that is what happened to Jack Keating. We barely heard, you know, a peep out of him. And Ronan Keating actually came forward and said that he was pretty upset seeing that he was so quiet. And I mean... Quiet, it's another word for, you know, practically invisible, I would say. Um, He was barely on the show. And he's gone, just like that. Less than a week, was it? Yes, so this is the format that happens halfway through Love Island where they enter Casa Amor. So the main villa is uh, kind of the place for the lads to stay and then Casa Amor is where the, the girls go and they get new contestants in to kind of challenge the relationships that are, you know, are currently made between the two groups, the men and the women. And Jack Keating was one of the new contestants that came in to see if he could build a connection with one of the girls who was already in a couple and it just didn't come to fruition. Okay, what about the return of Adam Collard, who was in the 2018 series? Because one of my colleagues said she hasn't been watching this year's uh, series, but now that he's in it, she's back from tonight. Why is he so important? He was in series four, I believe, and he is some stirrer. He 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 actually really was quite unfair to some of the contestants before. And so there is this kind of debate going on where he is going to create a lot of really juicy drama. However, people are saying that he shouldn't be given the but second w- chance w- for his behaviour. are worried about this because yes. they say he was gaslighting, emotional abuse. If Love Island you know, has been making this thing about being, and I'm not going to say woke, but at least been more sympathetic to the emotional damage it can cause to his candidates, our contestants, how can he be brought back in? This is it. I'm not sure and I really don't advocate for him to be brought back. I think it would be much better to bring in somebody new, give somebody else a chance. However, there is kind of speculation online as well that he might be being brought back just for a sort of challenge, a game kind of scenario where he won't be featuring for the entire rest of the series, hopefully. What about Snowflake Mountain on Netflix? What's that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a good one. So um, 10 sort of, quote unquote, privileged kids uh, from America and there are two contestants from the UK as well. They are getting together. They think they're going to go on this lavish sort of trip when actually they've been signed up by their parents to go on this kind of Bear Grylls 
um, hiking experience. Now, to me, it looks like glamping, like glamour camping, but to them, it is absolutely horrific. Um, they have essential items, you know, that they kind of have termed essential, like makeup, contour, Gucci jackets and the likes, and they get blown up in front of them, you know, for example, and they have to skin a deer, things like this. And, you know, they're really not cut out for it. But by the end, it actually, it, it has some interesting points. Josh, skin a deer, this sounds a bit like what the late Cherry Ryan broke through in RT doing about yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah, what they call him Lambo at the time. Yes. Yeah, killed, killed a lamb or said he killed a lamb. <laughs> if they do go for a series two of this, can I suggest Walk Back Mountain? Uh, but <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's becoming like, it does sound like that could be a kind of a bit of a summer hit because it, it does sound a little nasty, a little exploitive, but bang on the money as well. So, you know, yeah. Okay, it is different though, isn't it, when you think about it though, and I go back to you in this, Grace, that Love Island is every night, whereas... A Netflix series, presumably you can watch it all almost in the one go. There's no sort of no water cooler conversations or drama about it. Whereas at least on uh, Virgin Media or ITV, if you're watching Love Island, it's day by day and everyone's talking about it the following morning. Yeah, for sure. There's like a community around it. um, And that's really nice to get involved with you know, our nation and over in the UK, everyone's sitting down at nine o'clock to get involved with it. It's it's a really nice feeling. What about this new TV show that's been pitched about rural singletons here in Ireland? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you want to come in, that. Joe? You come in on this for a second. Yeah, because uh, this is from Kite Entertainment. I have a pretty good track record in this area. And I, when I heard about this first, I remember ideas being kicked around like this a while ago, actually. And it sounds good. It's basically a kind of like it's aiming to find for kind of people living in rural areas. They're, they've set out what, what's called a casting call in the industry. They want to hear from people. Uh, they want to get people who maybe are working on a farm, working in rural areas, finding it difficult to find people especially if you're not into pub culture. Well, if you can find a pub that's open in rural Ireland these days, which is a bit of a search as well. The one thing that gives me a little bit of a reservation about it is they're saying that they're going to turn the, what was once the disadvantage of living in beautiful Irish countryside into a major advantage by matching rural singles with city dwellers. And now, if they're only going to do that, and I'm not 100% sure they are, then it sounds a bit gimmicky to me because it's, you know, whatever about bring, bringing two people with, with fairly similar backgrounds, rural backgrounds, farming backgrounds, agriculture, cultural backgrounds, whatever you want to say, together, I think that could work and could be very interesting. Just teaming up, you know, she's a city slicker, he's a farming boy. I'm not sure. That does sound a little bit gimmicky to me and it it might get a bit shallow and a bit all surface. But But I suppose we'll have to see when they make it. Yeah, but Grace, Grace, don't they actually do stuff like that on Irish television already? I mean, things like getting set up by your parents would have an awful lot of rural import. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of formats for reality TV that this doesn't surprise me at all. And actually, it's worked really well. There's a show in France called L'Amour dans le Pré, I think. Now, excuse my pronunciation on that. get away with us. I don't Uh, know any difference. So (laughs) they have done this kind of format and it is quite interesting. And the couples from that show have actually gelled together really well and made sort of lifelong connections, which is really interesting. Okay, Pat Spillane, Joe, at the weekend announced that he's retiring as an RT pundit after the All-Ireland Football Final in two weeks' time. 30 years on the Sunday game. There really is a sort of a move, isn't there, in RT's world. They've already, I suppose, cleared out the All-Guard in the soccer panel and on the rugby panel, so they're now doing it in the GAA. 
Yeah, and listen, it's understandable. I mean, you can't go on forever in this job, but it is for kind of older older sports fans who remember like the, the classic triumvirate, Colm O'Rourke, Joe Brawley and Pat Spillane. I mean, you, you can't get better than that, commenting on, G, on GA, on football. And, you know, if it's, it's, it's sad to see him go because, like, I'm a Cork man. I don't exactly have a lot of time for Kerry legends, but the guy, <laughs> the guy was a legend. The guy ate all Ireland finals. He knew what he was talking about. And he had a lot of passion. And sometimes, when, you know, when he did that kind of his voice getting increasingly higher pitched to the point where only a Doberman pincher could hear him by the end of, end of, of, of a sentence, that was always great. People are going to miss him. What you're getting now is the younger guys and to, to, to you know, and for a younger audience, they're trying to keep an audience there. So what you're getting now is a lot of guys in tight three-piece suits and shiny shoes. Uh, they're going to have to keep, you know, to keep this going, keep the Sunday game going, because the Sunday game, think about it as well, is like four decades old now, more. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how tra- how that transition goes in a different environment where it's not the only game in town, but it is going to be sad to see Pat Spillane go because he, he gave people a lot of entertainment and a lot of insight over, what, 30-odd years. Grace, what's your pick of the week, please? My pick of the week is called Vanjie, 24 Hours of Love. Shock, another dating show. Um, so a former drag queen, not former, she was on RuPaul's Drag Race is what I mean. Um, she's still doing drag. She called Miss Vanjie. She became an overnight sensation when she was eliminated in the first episode, but proceeded to walk backwards off the stage shouting, Miss Vanjie, Miss Vanjie. And so everyone just latched onto that and loved it. So now she has her own dating show, 24 hours. She's got 18 men in a mansion and she has to whittle them down hour by hour. It's very good. Okay. All right. That's over how many episodes? It's over eight episodes and they've released five of them now. So I'm following along every Thursday and it's brilliant crack. Okay. Joshe, your pick of the week is one of my all time favourites. Back for the conclusion of his final series. Better Call Saul. Yeah, it's a TV event of the year for me, and it's it's from Netflix tomorrow night, and the start of the run of the final uh, six episodes. No, here this is the key question: yeah. Are they all going to be available for us to binge this week? Or are they going no, to drop I, them one week I believe, at a time? Yeah, one week at a time. Oh. There's a schedule. There's a schedule for it. Uh, no, I'll have to double check that. But at the last time I looked, there was a because schedule. Because that's for what it. they did with the first seven. Yeah, and yeah. I actually and it, waited and managed yeah. to binge the seven, and then bang, suddenly. <laughs> amazingly dramatic moment and yeah. suddenly we've yeah. had to wait about another six yeah. or eight weeks and now yeah. they're going to make us wait week to week. Yeah, well, I, I prefer it. I prefer it. I mean, we know Lalo, right? We know, we're going to find out what happens with Lalo in the sewer, right? And that's fantastic. And also the mess that was left on the carpet in the, in the apartment. Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are going to be coming back as Walter White I was wondering Pinkman. because yeah. I was suddenly realising in the last couple of episodes that, hang on a yeah. second, this yeah. is now really merging we're and breaking bad. We're getting close because yeah. with the drugs lab, you could suddenly yeah. see, hang on a second, there's a crossover coming in the timelines, yeah. which yeah. we wouldn't have been aware of from watching Breaking Bad. Exactly. And, and, and there's also these fascinating things like, you know, Mike, we know Mike goes into the, uh, into the, into the, um, into the, in, into the uh, Breaking Bad. But what about Kim? She doesn't so appear in Breaking Bad. So what, what happens to her? Now, anything could happen. I mean, this, this to me is going to be the TV event of the year. Uh, if, you, if you've never watched Break, uh, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul or just Better Call Saul, please, I implore you, give it a chance. Be- Better Call Saul, it brilliant. builds very slowly. The first slow. couple of series slow. are very slow, yeah. but my yeah. God, when it takes yeah. off, does yeah. it what? And it looks amazing. It's one of the best made and best looking TV dramas I've ever seen in my life. It looks incredible. It's like it's like Nighthawks at the diner, every single scene. The lighting, the, the scene setting, it's incredible. And the acting is brilliant. It's just 
fantastic. Grace, do you watch it? I don't watch it, but what I was kind of thinking when you were kind of saying that you were you know, finding it tough that it would be released weekly. Yeah. It does kind of bring you back to that Love Island element of community. You know, it's going to be released every whatever day and everyone can chat about it the next day at work. That's one way of looking at it. But one of the reasons why I like streaming has been the fact that you can binge the thing, that you love an episode, you can watch the next one and then watch the next one while you're staying up late. But, By but the way, the- J- Joe, your suggestion yeah. of the off- the offer was well made. That's brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, on Paramount Plus, it? it's terrific. Oh, it's, it's it's terrific. Yeah, that, that's the, my other. There are two TV shows that are like anybody. If you only see two TV shows this year, Better Call Saul and The Offer. The Offer on Paramount Plus is terrific. Listen, Joe Shea, Grace McKeever from Entertainment.ie. Thank you. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty.